Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends and are ready to roll with us for the next five days of what promises to be a very, very consequential week as we continue to follow several different stories what is going to happen in israel with hamas when might the ground invasion begin we will discuss to start the show here momentarily nine different members of the house of representatives the republican caucus have thrown their hats into the ring to potentially be the next speaker of the house as the ongoing mess That exists inside of the House continues to build. The New York Times has apologized for believing Hamas when they said that a rocket struck a hospital and killed 500 people and uncritically parroting what is clearly uh, terrorist propaganda. We will discuss all that and more, plus in a much less serious fashion, Buck has a puppy, and I'm not sure if he's going to be able to handle a puppy as he potentially prepares for fatherhood going forward, we will discuss. But how's the this puppy, by the way? Wife, Clay, right off, she can handle it. Right off the top, what is the name of the puppy? Let's start with good news this week. You have a puppy. It's hard to be anti-puppy. Uh, what is the puppy's name? Ginger. She's very cute. Pictures are up at the website. What kind of dog is Ginger? An Australian Labradoodle. Okay. I don't. I remember we talked about this. That is a very specific breed. Pictures are up on the website. The website will now be flooded. So if you are feeling stressed by all of the hyper serious news that is currently underway by us potentially having a full grown conflagration, a war breaking out on many fronts in the Middle East while well, we got war in Europe and who knows what China is going to do. If all that's got you down, the puppy is really cute. You can go check it out. Clayandbuck.com. Photos are up. Yes. Uh, all right, Buck, let's talk about the serious stuff now. But again, there are puppy pictures up if you need uh, relief from the serious uh, things that are going on. Things have gotten so bad. You know, you want to talk about 
disinformation, you want to talk about misinformation, people who are out there defending Hamas and uh, arguing that Israel is unjustified in their in their response have been incessant in their questioning of any report that has come down about the atrocities perpetrated by Hamas on the 1,400 Israelis who were slaughtered in their terror attack of October 7th. That drumbeat of criticism, like, I don't even know. I, I go in my mentions, Buck, and when I, when I said that 40, uh, kids were beheaded or whatever and there were, you know, b- bodies discarded, they, they, there are now people saying, well, their heads weren't chopped off till after they were already dead. Maybe their heads weren't fully severed. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is this really the conversation? Remember, we had the reporter on who initially brought that news, which much of it has been confirmed. And regardless of the manner and method in which these young innocents met their demise, they shared some images, unfortunately, of babies that have been burned to death. I mean, the kids are dead, and this is a terror attack. And so the way that these uh, stories are being attacked is is super strange. But the Israeli government, yeah, Buck. No, I was going to say, the Israeli government has, has released unedited video of, and I've seen some of it, and I, I would tell everybody, uh, again, it, it's, you know, it, it's the kind of stuff that will haunt you, so I, I want everyone to be very clear. I'm, I'm not a big general, uh, generally, I'm not a content warning person. I think that, you know, adults can handle uh, the realities of the world and life around us as ugly and, and, and horrific as it can be. Uh, this goes to, the the worst kind of things imaginable and it is on video it's on video it should be understood because hamas wanted it on video yeah uh because they were celebrating this which also goes to um you know part of the part of the spasm of of uh denial and and all the you know yes there's all this anti-semitism that we've seen that i think is a shock even to people that were aware that anti-semitism was very much still a a global phenomenon and and something that needs to be fought against. I think the depth of the anti-Semitism here in America, specifically in some of the institutions, has been, if not a shock, certainly a well a shock and a wake up call. Um, but Clay, th- there's also I think a moment here where the people who are uh, ideologically invested in the Palestinian cause are are, are trying to the reason they're de- they're denying the reality of what happened here is that there is a moral clarity in this moment that exceeds even what we have seen in this conflict in the past. Uh, we know who the good guys are. We know who the bad guys are. Israel is the good guy, the IDF. Hamas is the bad guy. Um, and I know that can sound simplistic, but it's important to understand the most simple concepts here because there are a lot of people that are trying to confuse things and conflate things. What Israel is about to do, and there were hundreds of airstrikes in just the last few days in Gaza, there is a humanitarian um, corridor that has opened up in the south to get um, aid and supplies to the civilians uh, to some degree. Uh, but, Clay, this is the definition of a just war. What what Israel is about to do is the definition of a just war, if you look at just war theory, um, of justified conflict. And that's why the you see this artist's call for ceasefire? This, you see this? This is all these celebrities that are saying, oh, now it's time for a ceasefire. No, you, you can't have a ceasefire 
in the aftermath of, I mean, imagine if someone called for a ceasefire right after 9-11. That is what this is, basically, except it's yeah. for Israel instead of the United States. Um, I, I think that people can actually psychologically, those who are, you know, pro-Palestinian and it's part of their identity to be part, to be supporting the victimhood, uh, class here. Clay, I think that they can't psychologically accept that there's no coming back from this, that Hamas has to be destroyed. It, it, it's a cognitive dissonance, I think, in many ways, because so many people have been taught that there is good and evil, and they classify good and evil in this crazy, I think, for some of us who are older that didn't grow up in this sort of cultural zeitgeist of the moment. But this idea that if you are a colonizer, you are somehow guilty of everything, and if you have been colonized, you can get away with anything. And it is this basic construct that creates, if you're a white European of de- white European descent, you are evil. Western civilization, which actually gave us virtually every bit of modern day progress in this retelling is actually a usurpation of minority rights and life but what it leads to buck is and and i think this is all tied together they have to actually release these graphic videos in order to combat those who would say they did not exist and this is trey yanks uh who's been covering things this war in israel for fox news he was one of the journalists that watched these videos and buck you'll remember i think it was two weeks ago i shared the photos that the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, put out to allow uh, people to be able to see these young children who were victimized. They just wanted to share examples of it because people were saying this wasn't true. Here is Trey Yanks describing what he saw. I do need to warn our viewers, what I am about to describe is incredibly graphic, but it gives new details on what took place two weeks ago. In the video, you see a Hamas militant. He is in a white cloth jumpsuit sitting across from an Israeli interrogator. In the video, he describes the preparation and coordination for this assault on southern Israel. He says commanders told them to step on the heads of civilians to behead them and do whatever they felt like. And he said, we became animals things that humans do not do. And when the interrogator asked him, what type of things did you do to these civilians after you killed them? He described them. And we can't describe them to you because they are too graphic to explain on television. Clay, there's there's no um, coming back from this for those who are Hamas sympathizers and those who will excuse anything for the Palestinian cause. Uh, This is the ultimate red line. And I think that's why you've seen, you know, there are big pro, big pro Palestinian protests in we London. We got a clip weekend. in Brooklyn. I was going to play this. I think cut six. They're in Brooklyn. Uh, listen to this. Clay, this is. This is a a retreat, a literal retreat to the talking points here on this uh, on this issue. The people who are are you know pro Palestinian and there's varying degrees of anti Semitism that, that that comes along with depending on who we're talking about, what the group is. Th- there's they they think that this is like the old days where there'd be an attack and then a reprisal and then hey maybe the UN can come in, there'll be some resolution, we'll figure something out. 
offers of two states have been made numerous times. Hamas and the various Palestinian groups will not accept it. And uh, Israel decided it was just going to try to secure itself. And Israel pulled out of Gaza. And now you have the biggest loss of life of, I should say, the biggest murder of Jews since the Holocaust. And people who are on the Palestinian side of this equation think that somehow they can just go back to the way things were before, right? Like this oppressive Israeli entity, you know, the apartheid state, all, all this stuff, all the college campus rhetoric and the far left stuff that you see. No, I mean, Hamas has invite, has now with, with what it has done, uh, set in motion what must be a very, uh, thorough incursion into Gaza that is going to destroy Hamas entirely. There, there's no other way. And so all these calls for ceasefire, all this stuff, Clay, it, it's not, it's, it's absurd. It's actually, it's actually immoral. Totally. And what they're chanting, by the way, in Brooklyn, settlers, settlers, go back home. Uh, and again, it's this whole idea of colonizer. And, and I think a lot of our listeners even, because Buck, this is all, this whole idea of colonization has only really taken root in the last 25 years. I mean, I don't know when you were in college. And we both went to the East Coast for college. I don't remember this being any part of what I learned in any history course or any sort of, uh, and I, I, we both went to liberal colleges. It's not like we went to, you know, uh, Hillsdale where they're certainly not going to be teaching colonization, but this has really taken root. I think in the last generation, the last 20 some odd years, this didn't exist. It's a post 9-11 mindset that would not have been taught prior. I mean, I, I, the rhetoric about Israel as an apartheid state and all those things, um, I, my, I think my campus, especially because some of the surrounding schools is more, you were in DC and I think it was a little more rooted in reality. Uh, I was in the middle of the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts and it yeah. was true campus lunacy. You remember, I, as I've said before on the show, they were not Amherst students. They were other colleges, but there was a flag burning within two weeks of 9-11, a mass flag burning outside of our main campus center. And the whole point was being made by those individuals, America got what it deserved. So yeah. this mindset, and it, and they're always leftists, they're always, and you know, they're all oh, it, it's because of the, the, you know, extermination of indigenous peoples in America or because of, they always have the same rationalizations for, um, justifying the extreme evil that we see, whether it's from Al Qaeda or from Hamas. What has fundamentally happened here, Clay, is on a moral plane, Hamas is indistinguishable from Al-Qaeda. Hamas is indistinguishable from ISIS. And all these people that are chanting and banging the drums and saying, oh, settlers in Israel and all this stuff, whatever, they they are living in a parallel universe where that conclusion is not what everyone is coming to, because that is the reality. Hamas is, as Netanyahu has said, same plane as ISIS, same plane as Al-Qaeda. And we know how we in America feel about ISIS and about Al-Qaeda, and the Israelis should feel the exact same way, and they do about Hamas. And that is the, this is not a, you know, they're not freedom fighters, Clay. You know, they're not, they're not trying to exert pressure to bring people to the table. They're a jihadist group bent on the extermination of the Jews, and they must be met with the full force of the IDF, and that is the end of it. I mean, that is where we are. No doubt. And also, Buck, if they were actually trying to fight for freedom, 
maybe you would have gone after just military installations. Again, if you were trying to defend this as a war between civilized nations, that would be an argument you could make. They're having to release videos of young, innocent babies being massacred and moms and grandmas and kids in a way that, frankly, hasn't happened since the Holocaust. And I'll leave people with this thought, Buck, as you go to do the read. For much of my life, I've wondered, how in the world did anybody deny what happened in the Holocaust? For all of us living today, this is the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust, and guess what's happening? Many people out there are denying that it happened. We aren't that far removed from the 1940s in many ways. Lines are open, 800-282-2882. Please give us a call, share your thoughts. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child that he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Join both of us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this fantastic Monday. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. Uh, you can look up uh, Carol Markowitz and Tudor Dixon, who are part of the Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Network. You type in any of those names, boom, you can go subscribe. Make sure that you don't miss a single moment, believe it or not. Next week is Halloween, and right after Halloween, we've got an early Thanksgiving, and you're going to be in the middle of the fall and winter travel season, Christmas and New Year's, not that far away. And you may be on the road, uh, and you can take the show with you. Certainly, you can also download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us anywhere in the country or around the world. Going to get to with you, Buck, in a moment, the nine people who are running for the House Speaker, although I bet there's not a single person listening to us right now that can name all nine with the state that they represent uh, because there are a lot of people out there in this race that are not very well known at all. But we've been talking a lot about Israel, Gaza, and the storyline that falls out of this. And, Buck, I wanted to hit you with this. Have you seen this poll which breaks down responses for age groups as to whether or not the Palestinian uh, – here's the question. Do you think Hamas's killing of 1,200 Israeli civilians uh, can be justified by the grievances of Palestinians, or is it not justified? 18 to 24-year-olds say it can be justified. What were the numbers? Like by by 50, what percentage? 53, uh, 51 to 49, 18 to 24-year-olds say it can be justified nationwide. 76% say it cannot, 24% say it can. Now, that's a big number that says it cannot, but what's interesting to me is those who are 65 and up, 91% say not justified, 9% say it can. 18 to 24-year-olds, basically if you're under 34, it's nearly a 50-50 proposition according to this poll. Uh, that is being widely circulated right now on social media. Uh, and there is a, uh, there is obviously an age correlation here. If you're over 35, overwhelming majority say it can't be justified. I do think it's worthy, and, and this ties in, Buck, with the responses that we've seen on so many college campuses and of so many young people that we have talked about. The question that I think America should be asking, and I think it's a really good one, is how do we get to a place where so many young people are willing to justify what Hamas did based on the worldview that they have had inculcated in them of who's good, who's evil, who's a colonizer, who is a uh, who is being colonized? 
I think it's pure political tribalism and uh, denialism, if you will. The, the, the tribalism being the, the people who think of themselves as consistently aligned with the underdog. The people who think that they are good people because they support the oppressed, whether it's via BLM or, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day or, you know, any, any number of left-wing LGBTQ plus trans ideology. They think of the Palestinians as right alongside that. And so there's a reflexive. I mean, if, if you were to look, Clay, at support for, and you know, support is such a vague word, vague term, but people that are ideologically deeply aligned with Palestine, um, or the Palestinians and all these other left wing issues, the correlation is, is going to be almost a hundred percent, right? I mean, you're going to see yes. clear, you know, that, that left wing reality playing out. And so on the college campuses and for young people in particular, their, their response on this is reflexive, but the cognitive dissonance, which we'd mentioned before, which is holding two incongruent, you know, ideas at the same time in your head. The cognitive dissonance here is the Palestinians are the, are the oppressed and they're the victims. Ultimately, they are the victims. That's the mentality. Oh, but look what just happened. They just, via Hamas, victimized over 1,400 Israelis in the most heinous, graphic, brutal, and barbaric way. So that's why there's the, oh, that can't be real, right? That's why that this is the reason for the denial is that it's impossible to hold their core belief on the left of the Palestinians are the victims, but look at the mass victimization they just engaged in without I mean, to say without provocation is, you know, goes without saying. There's no such thing you could do that would ever provoke somebody or justify such a heinous um, act. I mean, it was the most evil thing imaginable. Um, so that's where I think you see that the young people on the campuses are brainwashed on these issues. I, I really do think it is a, a brainwashing. And for those who have at least some connection to reality, Clay, still, who still have some sense of a, of of moral decency, I really feel that the the cause of the Palestinians, at least as it's viewed in this country and viewed by a, a large portion of the world, is never really going to be the same after this. I, I do think that a Rubicon, and I know there were there have been suicide bombings, and I mean Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and the Al Aqsa Martyrs Brigades and all these different groups, they have done horrific things for decades, but this was another level. And I think it has changed perception in a way that there's there's a fear that these people are now on the pro-Palestinian side. Uh, they're on the wrong side of history. They just won't accept that yet. I also think when I look at this age breakdown, again, 65 and up, 91% of Americans say there's absolutely no justification. Now, we can probably think of who that 9% is. It's the kind of people who have tenure and Serve on faculties and, uh, and, and convince themselves that America is people a voice who are for evil. deeply anti-Semitic as well. Truly deeply anti-Semitic. Truly. That's a good point as well. Okay. So with that in mind, I also think it's a function of if you are older in this country, you have more experience with the idea of evil. And I think this is important. We have an entire coddled generation of American kids. And I bet this is starting to happen to you now, too, Buck, where you go out with grown adults and they have no recollection of 9-11 ever happening. 
if you are 22 years old and you are on a college campus right now and you're even a senior, what have you actually seen in the United States that's evil? I mean really profoundly awful in your life. You might I mean, say, I, I oh, could the say, George- I could answer that question. Yeah. But it would sound like I was trying to be, um, glib or, or, yeah. you know, preposterous because what they view as truly awful, you know, these generations that haven't or the generation that hasn't experienced it is what they're told the to view as truly awful, which is, remember, Clay, they'll use terms like the genocide of the trans community because people use Cor- the wrong pronouns. And, that, and, and that's no, what I, mean, this, I think is so important about this. Right. I mean, their, their sense of, their sense of evil has been deeply distorted such that what they view as evil is actually either an inversion of reality or a political, dis- you know, a political dispute. And what is truly obviously evil and the existence thereof, they have, it's not just a difficulty in recognizing it. I think, philo- I think philosophically they, they can't handle it. Uh, because remember, they've been told all along, uh, the, the, the foundational belief of the left is, is a moral, well, it's, there is no God and there is total moral relativism and that everything is just power dynamics. And this is why people say it's all, it's related into, uh, Marxism and some of the evils of, of Marxist theory. It's just all about exploitation and people getting what they can for themselves and, and oppressing others. There's nothing greater. There's no universal truth, no universal morality. And that works for a lot of things for them, right? I mean, when you're talking about, you know, the, the trans sports team things, you know, oh, well, you know, we've changed. Five minutes ago, we knew this was crazy, but now it's on an issue like this, though. It's such a the the attack on Israel is such a um an, an affront to basic humanity. It's such an assault on civilization. It's such a a clear act of the worst barbarism and evil is the most appropriate term for it. I think it's hard for the minds of true believing leftists to understand that there really is something that is that clear cut, that that evil, you know, that the the good guys and the bad guys can be that distinct, because if it's true on that, it might be true on other issues as well that they haven't considered. I think this is so important, and I think this is for parents and grandparents out there who have young kids. And I think about this, obviously, because I've got three 15 or younger they haven't ever actually seen evil, Buck. They have been told that opinions that they don't like are evil or that presidents that they don't like are Nazis. But they haven't really seen the slaughter of innocence on a scale like we saw in Israel. And so when your entire world, Buck, has been created around the concept of Worlds, uh, words are, are evil. Silence is violence. You don't have the ability to even comprehend true evil and you can't identify it as such. And I think part of it's probably an abandonment of religion because religion does teach. And I think this is perfect example of that, that there is true good and evil in the United, in the world, but there hasn't actually been evil on a broad scale in the United States perpetrated like this. You've had individual actors, right, who might go out and take a gun to a Walmart a or something like play, that. You know, to, to your, your point about the recognition of evil and the, and the ability of the left and the, call it the politically fashionable left, which the, you know, young in this country, unfortunately, are, are very much, uh, you know, seduced by, um, the political fashions of the left in the moment. 
Look at the clarity with which they will, in their minds, address the issue of Ukraine and Russia, where yes. Russia is, and look, Russia is an aggressor in the wrong here, but they, they can see Russia as the monstrous evil because they've been, they've been told to, um, and instead of approaching this with the same understanding, because it's not innate to them, it's whatever the orders are from on high, right? It's whatever the hive mind decides with Hamas and Israel. It should be even easier after an incident like this. Infinitely easier than Ukraine and Russia to pick the bad side. Um, and you know, Ukraine and Russia, there's a whole lot of conversation that, you know, we could have about. It's also two bad white guys. I'll point out because so much of this is a racial characterization. Yes. Um, and, and that's why, I mean, you've seen with, uh, with some of the BLM groups, et cetera, in this, in this country, they immediately view this conflict through a, anti-colonial and racial lens and let's be clear anti-colonialism is all about racism that's the, the whole point is that starting at the age of exploration and you know roughly you know for well 1492 but i was gonna say roughly the 1500s onwards um there were western european countries that were colonizing non-white countries around the world so co- anti-colonialism is at its core a a a racial issue um and so these things all get Mixed in together in the, in the view of the left. But, uh, Clay, it's a, it's a wake up call. And I, and I, I actually, you've been saying you think that people have been, um, you know, red pilled a bit on this issue. I am seeing more evidence of that with, with the days going by. I, I don't know how it will affect, let's say 2024. I don't think it might be critical mass like that, but it is happening. And, and it's, and I get people reaching out to me. Um, I have Jewish neighbors who have told me they feel safer knowing that I'm nearby and armed. For example, yeah. you know, I, I actually happened to me. There's like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You've been trained. And I know, you know, you believe in the Second Amendment. And so our neighborhood, I mean, think about the level of, of, um, of anxiety that, that, that Jewish people in this country right now feel, first of all, the heartbreak of what happened to, to their Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel. But beyond that, you were just talking about possible infiltration. I mean, the possibility of this happening here and the, the sense that there's a lack of security because of all the anti-Semitism out there, um, you know, this is going to be a fight we're in for a long time. Buck, if you have kids and you are Jewish right now and you have had to see what Hamas did to those innocent Jewish kids, I, I would imagine. I mean, it's it's hard for me to see it, and obviously, I'm yeah. not Jewish. I don't have a direct uh, connection to that where someone is being killed because of who they are, directly targeted by terrorists because of who they are, their religious faith, things that they don't have any control over at all, what what ethnicity they happen to be, um, in a real targeted manner, and you're hearing those same people say, and we have to do this again, or we're going to have a day of vengeance or a day of violence. All of, I, I would imagine when you are dropping your kids off at school or at daycare, wherever you start your day, there is a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach where you think to yourself, even though you realize the statistical anomaly that it might be, is this the day that a terror group comes after my kids and tries to do to them what they did to all those kids in Israel? I think that's a very real feeling in the pit of your stomach. It's a basic human emotion. I don't know how you couldn't feel that way. And to see people out there justifying it, if you have been voting on the left, 
I don't think see how you couldn't have a moment of moral reckoning where you sit around and think, I thought we were all on the same side, and now you're defending the people who are murdering me because of my ethnicity. I, I can't imagine that. Members of our armed forces are 100% volunteers. They choose the roles to protect our freedoms, prepare themselves for perilous duty if required. That's bravery and preparation and sacrifice. And when they're done serving, they come back to a tight job market, inflation-driven prices, a tough economic climate. Giving them help after that level of dedication is the right thing to do. That's why Pure Talk is proud to shine the spotlight and make a step forward to try to make a huge difference. When you switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk, they'll donate a portion to alleviating veteran debt, $10 million. After two weeks, they're going to do it on Veterans Day They've made up over half the money that they're going to donate. You don't sacrifice anything. In fact, you're going to save a fortune when you switch to Pure Talk. And as a process, they're going to donate $10 million to the eradication of veteran debt. Uh, plan started just 20 bucks a month. Unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot. My 15-year-old has a Pure Talk phone. We use it to be in touch with him to be able to uh, go all around. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Clay and Buck to make the switch. Let's show unwavering support for our veterans. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Switch to Pure Talk today. It's the right move. It's the American way. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Welcome back, everybody. Bill O'Reilly joins us now. He has 18 number one best-selling books in his Killing series, the latest Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. I have my copy. I'm excited to be reading it here uh, soon. Also go to BillOReilly.com for his no-spin news uh, each day during the week. Bill, appreciate you being with us. It's been, um, you know, a really gut-wrenching news cycle now for for a couple of weeks. I, I want to start with this, you know, if you could just bring your perspective to it. How do you think the administration's handled this so far? How do you think Biden's handled the worst attack on uh, worst attack on Jews in terms of loss of life in one day since the Holocaust. Contemporaneously, he's handled it okay. Um, he's following the advice of his national security team, and uh, he hasn't screwed up as far as day-to-day operations are concerned. But the whole thing, uh, disorder in the world, has declined dramatically in the last three years since he was elected. And that's the major story for Americans to understand. So when you bring in a president as weak as Joe Biden, and there's no two sides to that story. Anybody say he's a strong president is either lying or delusional. Um, when you bring somebody in who's weak, there are going to be unintended consequences of that. So I was, I was having a conversation uh, with an old friend who came into town uh this weekend, he's a big Biden supporter. And I went, do you understand that under Trump, even though you hate him, there was no disorder in the world. There were problems, but no Ukraine, no Iran ordering Hamas to murder Jews, no China saber-rattling over Taiwan to the extent that we have to send warships to the region. We didn't have any of that. Does that matter to you? And you know what? It didn't. The guy hates Trump so much, it wouldn't matter what Biden did. And that's pretty sad. Bill, first of all, 
much less serious. My dad read Killing the Witches. My mom is halfway through. They pilfered it out of my house, so they didn't buy a copy. I got a free one, thank you. Uh, but they both say that it's genuinely fantastic. They have really enjoyed it. So that's that's they they wanted me to let you know they they couldn't stop talking about it when I saw them uh, over the weekend. So that's, well, that's going nice, on. Clay. I mean, it shows you have very smart parents. <laughs> yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, you know, we we're telling everybody this is the best Halloween book, with apologies to Edgar Allan Poe, that you can find. But it's a very serious book in the sense that the witch hunt is back in the form of cancel culture. And you can extend that to the news cycle that Buck was just talking about. In New York over the weekend, you guys know this, there were 5,000 people, uh, many of whom taunting the police, trying to close down um, avenues in the city. And you saw social disorder here at a very high level. No respect for the police whatsoever. No respect for their safety. I don't mind people demonstrating in, in favor of Palestine. I mean, you know, Palestinian people. I, look, that's freedom of speech. I understand the issue. And anybody who uh, says it's a ceasefire, I mean, what are you doing? Do we have a ceasefire after 9-11 with al-Qaeda? Anybody call for that? No. <laughs> Why would you call for it now? Yeah. And And, and so... You know, when I say cancel culture is a new witch hunt, in the world that these nuts live in, the people out there taunting the police, they're noble. They, they think that they're, they're the best and that if you don't agree with them, you should be hurt and, and without any due process, which is what they did in Salem. So anyway, I wrote, that's why I wrote the book, because the witch hunt is back. But I appreciate your parents uh, reading it and uh, – you ought to buy a bunch of copies for your other relatives. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure he does, Bill. I'll hold them to it. All right, I'm getting. I'm going to be honest with you, Bill. You and I, I think, are on the right side here still what? about Biden not being the nominee oh. in 24. But, Clay, but Clay, Bill, stop I just, just want to let. I just want to lay it out. Buck is Buck. I'm getting nervous about this. All right, we're almost to Halloween. Right. Yep. Thanksgiving, everybody kind of shuts down. Families get together. Then you got yep. Christmas, New Year's. Are you getting nervous that the Democrats are actually crazy enough to run Biden and he isn't going to be the nominee, or do you still believe they're going to find a way to force him out? Number one, I never get nervous. I make other people nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. All right. Biden can resign up to convention time. Yep. Okay, so there's no time crush right now. Number three, if you follow the news cycle, the oversight committee came out with a check Yep. from Jim Biden to Joe Biden for $200,000, unexplained. We don't know whether Biden put that check on his income tax return. That's the next big thing. The check was allegedly written the day that Jim Biden, the brother, got $600,000 from a medical corporation in distress that hired Jim Biden to try to find a financial company to bail out the medical company. Now, why would you hire Jim Biden to do that? Jim Biden has no juice. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is this is a stair step. It's one after the other, after the other, after the other. And when you combine 
the mental acuity declining with the financial scandal growing, I don't see how the man runs. And listen, if Buck is right, then we'll take him out to dinner, right? I was going to say, I want I want a steak <laughs> on Bill O'Reilly and Clay, if this is right. Or I'll have one of Bill's famous pot roasts or something, you know, we'll... We'll have to get something going here. Uh, let me let me ask you this then, Bill. To to that end, um, let let's just say that that something. And I've said all along. To be fair, the one thing that kind of makes this uh, Clay is it is it a push when the bets are? Is that right? What's the yeah. push? Yeah. Right. The one thing that kind of all bets are off situation is obviously if Biden has a major health issue, which he's old enough that could that could happen and that could come out of nowhere. Now. Is he going to say he has one versus does he actually have one? That's something that people might debate if and when the time comes. God forbid. But do you think they could go forward with Kamala then, or do you still think that you head to a brokered convention situation and then the DNC comes forward with somebody? I mean, what is your assuming that you're you know you're not sweating this one? Is your is your sense that at the convention the Democrats just put forward a consensus candidate, or do they think that against Donald Trump with all the indictments, Kamala Harris might actually be able to get it done if she ascends? If they were, if the Democratic Party were confident in Kamala Harris, she would already be front and center. All right, so it's like if you, uh, anybody listening to us right now, have a problem in your life, you have a plan B. Or if you don't, you're a moron. Okay, so if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go do this. There's not any do this with Kamala Harris in the Democratic Party. She couldn't be more invisible. Couldn't be. I mean, Claude Rains in The Invisible Man was seen more than Vice President Harris. Okay? So they know she's a disaster. Now, if Biden is has to resign for medical reasons, she'll be a placeholder. But you'll never get anything done. Um, but she'll be there. But I would assume there'll be a wide-open scurry for the nomination. And, and people don't understand how it works. You don't have to win the primaries to get the nomination. You have to show up to Chicago and convince the delegates there that they should give their votes to you on the premises at the convention. Right. If Michelle Obama wanted to run for president, for example. She's not going to go to Iowa to campaign. Not going to do any of that. She'll just show up, and she lives right down the street. She just kind of walk on over. Hey, I'm ready, and they'll go okay. And that's how it'll go down. So you still think it'll be Michelle Obama as the nominee? No, 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 I don't, because I've seen no indications from the former first lady. So who would you, uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting point. If you had to pick somebody, I've said Gavin Newsom. I, I, think I, Gavin I, Newsom I actually want to ask Bill, yeah, can I, can I piggyback on one of your, uh, do you think that Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom is more formidable in the eyes of the DNC? Well, Gavin Newsom with the attack on parents in California, it's over. It's over for him. And most Americans don't know what I'm talking about. But Sacramento has passed a series of bills basically saying that the state will take your child away if your child wants to be taken away. No uh, welfare services, no child protection agency. If the child doesn't want to live with you, older than 12, child can just bolt. State will take care of the child. Are you kidding me? 
And so who would it be know, then? Once you get into that territory, just like Youngkin in Virginia, who beat McCollum because McCollum said, oh, you, your parents shouldn't have to raise your children. Where School will tell you what to do. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was the end of him. Well, once the Republicans start to actually um, spotlight what Gavin Newsom has done, and then all just show, just show pictures of San Francisco and Los Angeles. That's all you need to do. Trump would beat him by eight or nine points. That would be fantastic. So who do you think they would pick? Who would be their option if you, you know, were... Somebody who's kind of not well-known. So, you know, Whitmer, I don't know Whitmer. Um, I mean, I know her, but uh, I, I don't have any feeling for the woman. I know she's a progressive leftist, but they all are. Um, you know, maybe some governor someplace who's done okay. I, I really don't follow the party politics like that. I'm not that interested in it. But the Democrats have a huge problem. And if they had anybody, they would have already said to Joe Biden, hey, um, you're you're going to be a Rutherford B. Hayes. I'm sorry, you guys, but <laughs> one term, that's it. And Polk, James Polk, both Hayes and Polk said, I'm only going to run for one term. That's all Biden has to do. Biden, because it's if you think he's bad now, project out three years from now. No, he, well, he can't, can't finish a second term. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, no way. Bill O'Reilly, the book Killing the Witches, comes with the Travis mom and dad stamp of approval. Bill, Excellent. we appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Always uh, fun. Thank you very much for Thank having you. me. Thank you. Name one college or university operates without accepting a penny of government money. If you can, imagine a university or college practicing self-sufficiency while also teaching it. Hillsdale is that college. Enjoying the freedom that comes with that self-sufficiency, including determining 100% of the curriculum, decisions, and the content of its courses. One of the most popular courses on campus? How about Constitution 101, a semester-long deep dive into the words, meaning, and impact of our nation's most referred-to document? Not only do they want students to appreciate the Constitution, they want all Americans to know it, too. One way of achieving that goal? Giving away free copies of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. If they mail one million copies of that document to a similar number of Americans, they'll consider the goal met. Order your free copy right now at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Complete a simple form, receive a booklet through the mail. You don't even have to pay for shipping. Order your copy now at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome in, everybody. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We're joined by our friend Carol Markowitz. He's a columnist for the New York Post and also is part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Please subscribe, and you can hear the Carol Markowitz Show. Carol, appreciate you being with us. It's uh, been very tough news in the news cycles lately, but we really wanted your perspective, so thank you for being here. Thank you, guys, for having me. You've been fantastic on this issue. I really appreciate all of it very much. Thank you. Well, it's, you know, it's, um, it's emotional for us. Um, it's emotional for us. And, and I think, uh, I know I can speak for this audience in saying that the sense of, of solidarity that we have and we feel with Israel and, and, and with the Jewish people in Israel and around the world is, um, is something that's, that's essential. Uh, and it's, right it's now. So appreciated. Yeah, right now, Carol, what is, what is it that is going on in this country and, and in other Western countries as well, right? I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I can't expect anything. What they're doing on the streets of Tehran, I mean, it's a, you know, murderous dictatorship. Right. But London, New York, Western countries, uh, places where we've lived, places where we expect some of these big rallies you're seeing that are pro-Palestinian. How do you, um, as, as not just a columnist and a person who follows this issue closely, but as, as a, as a dear friend of ours and as an, as a Jewish person, as an American, how do you feel about this? What's going on? 
It's a really scary time. Um, you know, Clay mentioned this, but I, I, moving to Florida and living in Florida has been sort of the solace here because I feel so safe in Florida. I went shooting this weekend, you know, with some mutual friends of ours and it, it felt really good to feel like I could protect myself here, that our family can protect themselves. But I think a lot of Jews around the world need to be asking themselves, do I live somewhere where anybody cares about protecting me and where they let me protect myself? Um, there's been a giant shift. And I think what happened in a lot of these places, and look, to be fair, America, I think, is at probably the best of all the Western countries as far as Jews are concerned, as far as Israel is concerned. But a lot of these places, London, Paris, uh, you know, just Sweden, they let in a lot of people who do not match their values and who believe that it's okay when you disagree with somebody to condone murder. And I'm sorry, you know, it used to be that we used to believe that that is not okay. Um, you guys were talking about, you know, Thomas Friedman earlier. A lot of people have suddenly shifted their perspectives. It used to be that uh, you had to take a stand in order to be moral. And now you get to kind of be like, well, both sides. I don't know. It could be either one really here. It could be the ones who invaded southern Israel and slaughtered toddlers and kidnapped grandmas. Or it could be the ones who are taking weeks to get into a ground invasion because they're being so careful about civilians. There's a clear choice here. It's not both sides. Carol, your podcast now part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. We're excited to have you there. I, I, I sometimes look at what Joe Biden is doing, walking on the beach while there's at least 10 uh, American hostages. I want to give credit. I know your family's Dallas Cowboy fans might pain you a bit, but last night Philadelphia Eagles buck left 10 open seats and they draped them in American flags in mm -hmm. honor of the 10 American hostages that still remain in Hamas. But Joe Biden just tweeted an hour ago, Carol, as Americans, we must come together and reject Islamophobia and all forms of bigotry and hatred. In his address last week, uh, I believe it was on Thursday night, Carol, Joe Biden mentioned Islamophobia more than he did anti-Semitism. Right. The, the left in this country, I mean, it's it's crazy. I, wanted, I, I think I misstated a quote, but I know it's making the rounds circulating. I wanted to get your reaction to that, but also this. Barry Weiss tweeted, um, a lot of people, this is a quote uh, from one of the writers on her site, a lot of people woke up on October 7th as liberals and went to bed as conservatives. What changed? How would you assess? So that writer uh, is Constantine Kissin. Um, yes, that's fantastic. the right. Yes. Uh, that, piece, that piece is really good. Um, what changed is that a lot of people realized that they were, they thought that all of their friends were on the side of civilization and on the side of like, don't kill babies. Um, and suddenly it seemed that they woke up and their friends were, did not care at all. You know, I have to say as a conservative, that was not my experience. A lot of my friends reached out to me. A lot of people on Twitter have offered support. People like you two have been, again, incredible. Uh, Megan Kelly has been incredible. Just so many, so many people on the right have been fantastic. And I didn't have this sense of, wow, where are my friends? I haven't unfriended anybody. I had to block some trolls on Twitter, but I haven't, I haven't, you know, cut out any actual friends during this time. But I think for a lot of liberals, this was an eye opener and they suddenly realized that what their grandparents were talking about, you know, from the thirties and forties is could easily happen now. And that some of their friends would just help them onto the cattle carts. And I think that that is an eye opener. Um, Constantine actually, I, I would say probably is left of center. And I think he's in the last few years have, has, you know, woken up, quote unquote, because he is against the woke 
virus that's captured so many of our institutions. And I think this has been just another step uh, in the direction of realizing that the left is a problem. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen this happening with Jews for a while. I think Jews are moving rightward. Donald Trump got more Jew- Jewish votes than any Republican had gotten before. Uh, Ron DeSantis got, I think, 40 percent of the Jewish vote in Florida, which is high. I actually think that's still low because of, you know, the amazing work he's done for Jews in Florida. But I think Jews are moving rightward. They are opening their eyes. I think a lot of liberals, whether Jewish or not, are understanding that something has really shifted here. Um, and I do think we're going to see people understanding something that they just did not understand before October 7th. Speaking to Carol Markowitz, uh, please subscribe to the Carol Markowitz Show on the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. If you haven't heard it, Carol's uh, uh, an important voice on a range of issues, including um, this one. And, and Carol, you know, we are seeing... Um, it's interesting, isn't it, the way that the Democrat Party handles this? On the one hand, you know, we we don't like we don't go on air and and just bash Joe Biden to bash Joe Biden. Some of Biden's hey. statements on Israel have been very good, and and we've said that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of what Biden has said has been very sound on this issue. I mean, I would say a, a lot of, not all, but a lot of what he said has been very sound on this issue. But the part of this that I, I can't help but notice as well is. That you never hear, whether it's Biden or Schumer or Pelosi, you know, the elder statesmen and stateswomen, if you will, of the Democrat Party, such as they are, saying, hey, the stuff from Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and just more generally that, you know, the BLM, Chicago organization, Mm -hmm. et cetera, that is outside um, of, you know, what the Democrat Party is. That is beyond the pale. We condemn that. There's there seems to be none of that. Am I missing it? Has that happened? No, it really hasn't. And you're right about Joe Biden. He has made some good statements on Israel, but these latest ones about, you know, uh, any kind of, um, that, that there's some sort of like, uh, bashing of Islam- Islamics happening, that's simply not true. You look at any of the videos on college campuses, you look at any of the marches in cities, it's Jews being targeted. It's absolutely not Muslims. I think that's just a joke. But the fact is, yeah, he said some good things. It just, can we expect Joe Biden to live up to this moment? Like you guys said, he was at the beach this weekend. What kind of president goes to the beach when the world is on fire like this? It's just not acceptable. And the the fact is, like also like you said, he doesn't have advisors to say, hey, a stroll on the beach is really inappropriate right now. And that is concerning to me. He doesn't have a team around him to say, this is not the image that America should be projecting of a doddering old man strolling on the beach while, you know, World War Three is breaking out around him. Um, I would love to have the Biden administration live up to this moment. I am rooting for the, the Biden administration. They are in charge right now. I, I don't want anything bad to happen while while they're in office. It's it's just, you know, we should be rooting for our president. But the, the fact is, I just don't see him living up to this moment. And I think his administration is completely unprepared for it. And the fact that their allies are some of the, you know, biggest America haters and Israel haters around is really not comforting to me. Carol, this is a big discussion, and, and, and I and I don't think that this story in particular necessarily epitomizes it, but we're seeing a lot of college kids suddenly realize, hey, wait a minute, there can be consequences for some of the public opinions I share out there, um, mm-hmm. and and there are kids who are losing job offers because they're coming out and they're saying that that Hamas was justified or that Israel deserved what happened to them. What should, in your mind, I'm talking about college kids, not people who are older, although I think you could certainly have that conversation. 
What do you think is legitimate in terms of a response to people who say Hamas was justified or Israel deserved it in their larger life? It's just how do you watch those videos and think that anybody deserves it? If it was the reverse, if Israel marched into Gaza, beheaded babies, raped women, killed teenagers, took elderly people hostage, I assure you I would not be standing with Israel. It's not a this is my side and, and that's it. You have to look at what happened. They they live streamed it and still people are like, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I saw what I saw. Israel had to present these videos today to journalists to stop this misinformation from spreading where the things that we all saw happen, people are denying happened. What do I think should happen to college kids? I'm sorry, they're not kids. They're grownups at this point. They're old enough to vote. They're old enough to join the military. <clears throat> they're old enough to make us live under their rules for the last you know decade or so these college kids have enforced this cancel culture all around if you wore a MAGA hat that was okay to destroy your life I had a piece up on Fox a few days ago where I told the story people might not remember of a student at the University of Virginia who was expelled because she made a, a, a negative comment to a BLM protest she said um, you know, you'd make good roadkill or something. And she never actually even said that. She didn't say anything like that. And it was a lie. And she still got expelled. So do I feel sorry for these kids who are celebrating the slaughter of other people, of, of children, etc.? I'm sorry. I can't feel sorry for them. This is the cancel culture that they created. And that now, yeah, you know, you're going to have to live under the circumstances that you've developed for the rest of us. Uh, we didn't want this. I didn't want to live in a place where you couldn't say what you thought, even if it was heinous. But that's where we are. And unfortunately, that's, you know, where we're going to have to be for a while. There's also a great piece by Mary Catherine Ham today on Outkick, where she says that this is what it used to be before cancel culture. You couldn't go around saying it's okay to kill children. And that's fine and hope that your job right. wouldn't care. This was always I, I, an issue. You can never I, I would say, say things that like that. This, Carol, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, reasonable people can know, reasonable people can understand that, yeah, sure, we believe it, we believe in free speech, but, you know, calling for the extermination of human beings or celebrating people's right. murders or deaths, like, that's, that's different than, you know, arguing over, you know, the marginal tax rate or immigration numbers mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And and here we've seen that there are some red lines left for most people. I, I guess at some level maybe that's encouraging that even in America today, there's a majority. It's obviously not all, not all, but there's a majority that understands that it's not okay to have the opinion that anything that happened here with Hamas was anything other than the worst thing that a human being can do, right? Like that's right. there is no other opinion that a reasonable, ethical person could have. And a majority, not all, but I think a majority of Americans get that. Yeah, I agree. I think that America and Americans have the right perspective here in general. And it is a loud minority who is presenting this other point of view and turn, turning the paragliders who slaughtered you know, teenagers at a, at a music festival into some kind of heroes. I think that that is a minority. They're, they are very loud. And I think that they should live up to the consequences of these terrible opinions that they have. Also, the the, the videos of grown people ripping down the, the kidnap posters in various cities. In Miami, there was a dentist who, who tore down these posters. And in New York and in other places, people are, are pulling down these posters and they're being identified and fired from their jobs. Well, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a dentist that 
thought that nobody should see that Hamas kidnapped toddlers. Um, I don't think that most people should feel okay in that dental seat. I don't wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to get in an MRI machine with a technician who has been tearing down pictures of grandmas who are held hostage in Gaza. None of that is okay. And I think it's totally fine to say, yes, these people should be fired. Yes, these college kids should, should lose their job offers. Yes, they should consider the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing and really, you know, live a different life. Carol Markowitz, everybody. Carol's uh, podcast is The Carol Markowitz Show. If you subscribe to Clay and Buck, you can listen to it there um, or you listen wherever you want on the iHeartRadio uh, pod, uh, app. Carol, uh, appreciate you as always. Uh, thank you and so Thank you for much, being guys. here with us. Thank you. Keep up the good work, Carol. Thank you. You worked hard to build your retirement savings. You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 